Welcome to another episode of the Engagement Zone, um, being held by the Employee Engagement Awards and the Employee Engagement Alliance. Um, hopefully we're all enjoying a lovely summer, uh, as we're now in the middle of August. Uh, currently open for entries across the UK and Europe with a deadline of October the 9th. Talking of awards, uh, today we have a very special guest, um, CEO of uh, Waggle, who won Vendor of the Year in North America this past June. Um, so please welcome to our podcast, Michael Pape. Um, good, good afternoon, Michael. Well, good morning. Yeah, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, good day, I guess, uh, would cover it all. But great to be here, Matt, and uh, excited to uh, jump into the conversation with you today. Yes, well, thank, thanks for having us. Um, obviously, you're, you're a very busy man with everything that you're doing, helping uh, people improve the world of work with what you do at Waggle. Uh, we'll get into into, into a little bit. Um, but I, I believe you've got a, an event coming up uh, this this September, I think, or maybe October. Uh, so Waggle Harvest, is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's one of our favorite events of the year. It's the uh, second time that we're doing it. Um, so it's an opportunity to bring together our customers and share their stories about how they're tapping into the authentic voice of their employees to maximize engagement and drive higher performance. So it's going to be really exciting. We've got luminaries like Josh Burson, who will kind of talk at a macro level about what's going on in the marketplace. And then we have, you know, our uh, organizations sharing their stories, which nothing better than that. I think it's the, the headlines for us for we're doing a panel on culture transformation, large-scale culture transformation. That'll be headlined by Heineken, PepsiCo, and 3M, who have been using wow. Waggle to really invite voice uh, and get more of a shared dialogue happening around culture transformation. So so could you tell us a bit more about Waggle and, and what, what it is you do on a day-to-day basis? I, 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 Love to find out a bit more about the culture transformation and a, a snip, an early preview into that panel, actually, if, if, if yeah. we can. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, at Waggle, we're really trying to empower the employees to have a voice inside the organization around the topics that matter. So, you know, we feel like it's 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 broader than just engagement. You know, there's a lot of topics that matter comes down to kind of strategy and vision and change and, as I said, culture transformation. Um, so we want to invite voice uh, through uh, the organization and in a way that's respectful and ultimately actionable. So I think everybody wakes up in the morning at, um, wanting to be part of something. I don't think like you necessarily got out of bed this morning thinking like, man, I wish someone in my organization sent me a survey, right? I don't think people wake up aspiring for that, but they do wake up wanting to be included, wanting to be part of the dialogue, wanting to know that their insights really matter. So we built we built a platform that's kind of got the modality of a survey. It's easy to pulse out questions to people around these topics, but it goes a step further. It's got transparency. So People can see all the answers in real time, and that puts a lot of back pressure on action. And then it also has crowdsourcing, so people are part of uh, ranking the solutions, um, which is a very different model where typically you know, a survey would collect data, a consultant or algorithm would come in and make recommendations, and it would cascade from the top. Ours is more yeah. kind of bottoms up led from within. So, can you give like some some real world examples of of how this is being how, how utilized and improving certain certain businesses? Yeah, and I'll probably share stories that are kind of already published in the public domain, so not 
telling tales out of school, but you yeah. know we're we're doing work with University of Colorado Health Systems. Uh, really proud of that work. It's a large scale hospital system across Colorado, 20,000 20, employees. They were doing more of a traditional engagement survey with lots of questions and Likert scales and consultants analyzing and and slow process and just said, you know, that that isn't necessarily working, meet our needs. Uh, there's so much change, excuse me, and transformation happening. We need something more agile, nimble, and we want something that drives more dialogue inside the organization. So we work with them and build a set of questions. There's some engagement questions. There's some culture questions. We actually have a partner, uh, Denison Consultant, who we feel like has best of breed question set. So we use some of their questions. Uh, we send out a pulse and the employees answer it. Um, they get to vote on each other's answers. So in the case of the open-ended, like what's one thing we can do to improve X or Y, they vote yeah. on each other's answers. And then we parse it all down in real time for managers, department heads, heads of nursing, they all get their information in real time. But where our process goes a step further is we uh, simplify it in the format of an infographic so the leader can just click on a button. We all saw this in real time. There's no latency and decision as to whether or not managers share it. Uh, and then we uh, have equipped that leader to have a conversation. So, okay, here's what we said. Here's how our score compares to other parts of the organization. Here's the answers from within our division or our group that we want to prioritize. Now, what uh, what actions do we want to commit to doing? And then we come back yeah. we come back in a month later, and we actually hold that leader accountable for the dialogue. So we say, uh, have you had a conversation with your manager or your leader about um, the the insights? and share an action you're committed to taking. So the, the whole emphasis is actually designed to drive the dialogue between the manager and the leader around this important topic area. Uh, and they've done this now for a year and a half. Engagement scores have gone up considerably. But what's really exciting is like HCAP scores. That's a measure of like patient satisfaction and care. Those yeah. have increased demonstrably across several other hospital systems and their CEOs point to this voice process to drive it. So, you know, kind of our customer there says it kind of makes sense, right? This at the end of the day, you know, being able to chime in on important topics, have a conversation with leaders, prioritize an action and make the place better. At the end of the day, that kind of is engagement at its core. You know, yeah. So it's not just about measuring engagement. It's actually engaging people in making work better. So you're, you're, you're empowering the people within a business. You're, you're, you're giving them a, a stake in the game, I suppose, by, by giving them a voice and allowing them to share their ideas and to vote upon other people's ideas. Then, you know, you, you're, 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 you're empowering them. Would that be correct? Yeah, uh, completely uh, correct. So I think the, you know, I, I say sometimes like a, a survey is just the act of continuing to keep a secret. You know, at its core, yeah. <laughs> a survey is a, an asymmetric relationship where the person asking has all the power and control. They can decide what they want to share, the wrapper they yeah. want to put around it, if they want to share it, when. And this really disintermediates that. And it says, hey, we're all adults here. Let's all look at the same information together. Let's source our improvement from within. Because we have a strong belief that the wisdom is in these organizations. You know, as we, and we can maybe get to this a little bit later, but as we go into like the fourth industrial revolution, like the knowledge workers are out on the front line and they have extreme expertise. Yeah. But today's corporate structure 
doesn't support that flow of information. So we want to be able to tap into the wisdom that's in the system and let that drive the change from the organization rather than go bring in the next high price consultant to kind of tell you what to do. Yeah, I, well, I think it's one of the biggest opportunities missed by organizations all over the world not tapping into their employee IP. Uh, you know, the, they, they're working for you. They know your business probably better than anybody uh, and they want to improve it um, because they want to be able to do a better job themselves. And yet organizations still walk past the opportunity to give them a voice and listen to their good ideas. Um, you know, one, one of my one of my favorite um, examples of listening to employees to improve the business processes, uh, which I've shared on here, I think, before, uh, is from a, a UK supermarket, something like Walmart in the States. And they, they were asking how they could, their frontline staff, how they could improve certain elements of the business. And one of the cashier, uh, checkout cashier uh, ladies um, just said, look, we've got about four inches of blank paper on our receipts uh, that we give to our customers, which we just don't need. And they, they got rid of it and they save hundreds of thousands of pounds in paper uh, in the first few months. Um, and you've got, <laughs> so it's real, real business impact. And you've also got somebody who is probably giving an even better customer experience than they've ever done before because they've seen the reaction her idea and have, and have been put in place so yeah i uh, think that's the like there's one output of that is like just the business improves because you you made a good decision and you know you're incrementally getting better by implementing it but the other side of that is like now people feel engaged they're like yeah you know, going back <laughs> to my story about waking up in the morning like man like my insights matter around here man I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite committed to this purpose we just uh you know, it, we haven't published this story yet and we're working towards it. So I, I can't mention the customer by exact name, but it's a large consumer products company going through a large scale culture transformation change. They use Waggle to kind of check in on some values and the new vision of where they're going. And then they decide at the end to like, let's ask this question. Um, and they called it the like a process shredder. You know, what what bureaucratic process is yeah. getting in the way? of you fulfilling our purpose and living these values and being excellent at the workplace. And, you know, when you go out to hundreds of thousands of employees with a question like that, you can imagine the energy that went into it. It yeah. was pretty extreme, but they closed that question on a Friday. The executive leadership team had formed around it on a Tuesday and we're starting to take action. Now imagine like exactly. being an employee inside of that organization. I think my engagement yeah. is going to go up a little bit. Oh yeah. That, that's that's fantastic. I, lo I love that process shredder. That's absolutely fantastic because yeah, uh, it's fired me up. Yeah, um, fired, so and, and I've heard another customer talk about like their head of HR is like, you know, beloved all of a sudden. They kind of came in and driving this new agenda. And I was like, well, what's the agenda? And they call it the, they call it the gross agenda. Um, I'm like, what's that? It's like, get get rid of stupid stuff. So I think they're like, that's part of it. Like work has just gotten so complicated. Like if, if we can help simplify it. And I think the employees are best suited to be able to find those areas. Like the piece of paper example you, you shared. Well, yeah, just, you know, a lot of these things aren't complicated uh, and people try and make them complicated. So if you get, a, get, get, out, get out of the way of yourself and or get rid of the bad processes, put them in the shredder, that's fantastic. I think people are becoming more plain spoken and more direct. One of, one of, company in australia features in, in, in a book out there um they, they just w wanted to simplify the values of the business and one of them was don't be a dickhead um which is 
which is a bit direct but yeah. it's quite nice right. just be a good good, good person to, to each other um so so you touched upon uh, the fourth industrial revolution you, you, what what can you enlighten us a bit more on that and, and what the impact that might have yeah you know if you think about over time you know a workplace was more command and control and then we started to run uh factories and the second industrial revolution and try to get some efficiency out of it. And now we're in the like third industrial revolution, which is kind of more team of teams and technology um, uh, forming into things. But now it just, the pace is quickening so much that uh, this idea of like a command and control system where the person at the top has all the power and influence makes all the decisions like that model doesn't work anymore because there's just uh, so much uh, specialized information in order for these companies to uh, succeed. You know, you got people with multiple PhDs working in he- highly technical environments, whether it's nanotechnologies or uh, cryptocurrencies or self-driving cars. Like the people who are uh, solving for these challenges have incredible skills, and they yeah. need to be empowered to be able to. Uh, leverage those skills to make good decisions. So I think, you know, it's only quickening and it's just going to challenge the way we work and the way we lead. You know, it's I think leaders need to not necessarily have the mindset of having all the right answers, but being able to ask the right questions and have Mm -hmm. humility and be a shepherd of uh, resources people need to be able to be successful out on the front line. And these people are highly skilled and talented. And I I know there used to be, I think it was the McKinsey line about there's a war for talent. And that was the big thing 20 years ago. And I know Josh Burson talks about like, there was a war for talent and talent has won. So like, you know, the talent at that level can move. So if they don't feel like they're being empowered, going back to your word, to be able to make decisions and move quickly and leverage their expertise, then there's, you know, plenty of other organizations that'll gobble them up. So I think those are, you know, I think we could talk all day about uh, more nuances around it, but I think those are kind of the macro themes that we're seeing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Really, really interesting. Um, So, so um, what what have you got unplanned in your, in your your personal life this next few months? Are you going, getting a vacation before the the harvest event or up to anything fun this summer? Yeah, I I think uh, I have a daughter, she's 11. So uh, we've kind of had our fun. We have an Airstream trailer. So we got that out to Idaho and Montana and, and uh, took the dog and, did a little fly fishing. So that was cool for a week. And then we just did a week on the East coast and I have to, this is my like kind of brag moment here. So we had, uh, <laughs> you know, we, I have this like 50 life goals kind of list that I created, you know, back in like back in the day. And one of those yeah. goals was to catch a, a blue Marlin, um, kind of like old man in the sea, like Hemingway inspired. So we're on the East coast and we're vacationing for the week. I went out with some friends like 80 miles off the coast and it's like finding a needle in the haystack. Managed to hook into this thing, and we fought it for a long time, and brought it in. Uh, this 600-pound uh, blue marlin. So that wow. was very cool. And then we released it back to the sea, and it was. Uh, so that's that's probably going to be the highlight of my summer. I think that's going to carry me through the year. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the smile's still in your face, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, having, having uh, done that. for sure, for sure. <laughs> 
That's, that's fantastic. Well, well, look, um, I you know just want to share with 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 everybody out there that um, w- one of the comments came back from our independent panel of judges who who deemed uh, Waggle you know the the best employee engagement vendor in in North America was that you practice what you preach as well internally, and that that you you empower your your people and give them a voice, and, and that that really shone through uh, to, to the judges. So, so congratulations to you on that, and also obviously also the the great work that you help enable other, others to do as well. So, we're super passionate about that, and you know it's something I say to the board all the time. Like our competitive advantage is our culture and how we work internally and how we live our values and treat one another. So. You know, we're uh, in addition to uh, winning the Vendor of the Year Award through your uh, amazing organization. We've also been named like a great place to work by several groups. And just uh, yesterday, we're named to Inc. 5000's fastest growing organization. I think we were like 151st on the list out of the 5000 that they named. So we're pretty excited about that. I think the challenge is, from my perspective as a leader is how do you balance performance and regard for people and i think that's also yeah. like that needs to play out in terms of a mindset of how you listen to the organization that got to really keep that those two things in tension but it it can be done and and uh we're thankful for the opportunity to to uh work on this exciting challenge well thank you and so uh, with regards to Harvest, can can anybody come? I know it's your customers talking, uh, but it, uh, can anybody attend the event? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, a lot of people in our, kind of who are in our sales process, starting to talk to us, attending. Um, we have a handful of people who have kind of stumbled upon it online and said, "Hey, this is an amazing lineup, and we'd like to attend." So yeah, it's uh, September. It's like starts on the evening of the seventeenth, all day on the eighteenth and the nineteenth. It's in Napa Valley. There's kind of worst places to be in the fall so i'd love to get uh, some of your listeners out there um well we'll we'll put that link on on the web where this this podcast sits on that page so we'll anybody listening wants to attend harvest in september then just look underneath the the uh, podcast itself and you can find find the link there um i'll also be asking you for tips offline about napa and sonoma because i'm going to be going there on my honeymoon next year so amazing (laughs) Um, well that's i I can probably get more lit up and excited about that than even the the blue marlin story so uh yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah definitely the opposite tips but um, for now, look, you're a very busy man. I'm very, very grateful for your time as our, as our listeners. And um, just keep on doing the amazing stuff you're doing. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you. And same to you. Brilliant. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast very soon. We've got amazing guests lined up for you. But for now, uh, entry deadline is October the 9th in the UK and Europe. And uh, have a great rest of the summer. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.